Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Autosave Disabled. I'm your host Caleb Center. And this is me, Trevor King Thick. If I sound different, it's because I feel like crap. Uh, <laughs> um, today we're going to be going over the third game, I believe we're at the third now. Yeah. My memory serves me well. Third and final game. For Microsoft Game Studios, or Xbox Game Studios, whatever you want to call them. Uh... The people over at Xbox, that's another good name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going over Gears of War. We've been over Halo. We've been over Fable. Mm-hmm. Now we're going over Gears, which are basically three completely different games. They, they are. <laughs> they are very much completely different games. Very much so, completely different games. Uh, th- just getting this out of the way right now. I'm going to mispronounce some people's names in this, this episode. It, you have been warned. If I blatantly mispronounce somebody's name, because I've already looked at the stuff that I have down and everything, and I'm going to tell you right now, there's a couple people in here, their name eludes me. <laughs> I already can't talk well enough as is. So <laughs> but anyway, so some introductory information on the Gears of War franchise. So Gears of War, uh, also known simply as Gears, which you heard me call it a second ago, uh, is a media franchise centered on a series of video games created by Epic Games. If you guys don't know who Epic Games is, you've been living under a rock because they, yeah. they make Fortnite. And they have a pretty big repertoire of games under their belt anyway. And also they have uh, they own the Epic Games store yeah, for PC. Was, that's what I was meaning. So, Which I can't remember if I said it or not in an episode about the... Uh, about... What country was it? It... Shit, it was some some of like one of the southern dirty Asian countries that um, Philippines. No, it wasn't the Philippines. Thailand. I I don't think it was that either. I can't. It was some dirty southern Asian country, like I was saying. <laughs> but um, they uh, straight up banned Steam and Epic Game Studios. Dang. Yeah, like they straight up did it, and apparently one of the reasons as to why is because the um, owner of Steam was asked if they could use Steam's information to track its clients huh. from like their own country. And the dude from Steam basically told them to eat dirt. <laughs> and so they proceeded to ban him. Which, honestly, I don't really, I don't own a PC, so I really don't give a rat's ass about PC gaming. But good for him on that. Yeah. I mean, good for him. <laughs> I mean, Steam probably makes... Steam makes more money than what the entire country's fucking GDP is. That and also it probably makes more money than the PlayStation Store and Xbox Store combined. Steam makes a lot. Oh yeah, Steam makes a shit. Especially thing. now, like around this time of year, because the summer sales going mm-hmm. on, and there's some. Like you may be paying, you may not be paying a lot, but next thing you know, you like, oh man, there's another game for a dollar. Next thing you know, you bought like twenty games you're probably never gonna fucking play. Exactly. <laughs> That's how they get you. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much how I am now on my PlayStation because my fucking hard drive. I'm like, oh, I have PlayStation Extra now. Let me just download that. Proceeds to not play it. Continues playing what I've been playing. But anyway, uh, developed and managed by uh, The Coalition and owned and published by Xbox Game Studios, the franchise is best known for its third-person shooter video games. Uh, which has been supplemented by spin-off video game titles, a DC comic book series, 
Seven novels, a board game adaptation, and various merchandise. We're not going to be going over all those. <laughs> like, you know, we never do. We just go over the games because that's what this podcast is about. If you're curious about the other stuff, look that up in your own time. You don't need us. Everybody's got Google. Bringing Steam back up, is that something that we could possibly talk about in the future conversation? I mean, because, like, PC games are just as important as, like, console games. I mean, we... Yeah, but then yeah. again, but then again, a lot of games really are. What, what do you mean by that specifically? Like talking about Steam itself? No, no, no. Well, well that is a very important staple in gaming. Well, yeah, yeah, like Steam and stuff like that. Are you talking about Valve? Well, it doesn't matter. Well, like, like just like PC-related games in general, and I'm not talking about Microsoft Pinball, <laughs> which I could go off on that game. Well, I mean, we're gonna go over. Some PC games at some point, anyway. That's what I was thinking. I was just wanting because I mean, there's going to be companies that we go over where their games are going to be PC games, like Obsidian and stuff like that. And you know, they're, they're yeah. going to have PC only games. You yeah, can't I, play Fallout One and Two yeah, on but a I console. I wasn't mainly saying stuff like that. I was meaning meaning stuff that's like, like not basically a company wise thing that just happens to be like have PC games. I'm talking about like. Like like shit like Escape from Tarkov that's literally just a PC exclusive. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> I gotta get back on track. <laughs> so, uh, the original trilogy uh, focuses on the conflict between humanity and a subterranean reptilian uh, humanoids known as the Locust Horde on the world of Sarah, uh, which is S E R A, not like the name. Sarah, like S-A-R-A-H. The first installment, titled Gears of War, was released on the 7th of November 2006 for the Xbox 360. The game follows protagonist Marcus Phoenix, uh, a soldier in the coalition of ordered governments tasked to... I never knew the full name. I don't know if I paid attention when I played those games. (laughs) I know I didn't. I played... I never owned any. It's like, it's like in Halo, I hardly ever remember what the UNSC stands for. Yeah. I think it's like the what like the United Naval Space Corps or some shit like that. I have no idea. Like I never owned any Gears games. I literally borrowed them all. I, I owned one and two. I don't I think I may have either borrowed or just played three. Because I, remember, I never played four. No, I never played anything. Past and I, I three. never touched five. I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and I'll have to text someone and ask them this. The only time I ever played Gears is whenever I had a friend over, and I think I beat all three games in that sitting, like back to back. Yeah, they're not super long. No, I think that's what I did. That's just the plague of shooters, though. Yeah. Short stories. Mm-hmm. That's all they are. Sadly. Um, then again, I don't know if I could have a handle an RPG length Call of Duty. <laughs> like, the only games that have... It are some shooters that have decently long campaigns. I mean, could you really count Far Cry as it? No, 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 no. I mean, like, strictly a shooter. Like, it is just a... Like, that's all the game is, is a shooter. Far Cry is still an open-world exploration, you know, 
somewhat like very small lenient RPG elements, not not full hardcore RPG elements. That also leaves out Borderlands then. Yeah, art like Borderlands is like I said, also very light RPG elements compared to, you know, older RPGs and everything. Shit, now I'm really thinking about it. I know I'm really off topic now, but I'm really trying to think, what is a, what's a long campaign for a shooter? Like, what game, like, shooter has a long campaign? That's like more than like four hours, because that's like the typical COD campaign. It's like four I mean, hours. Shit, COD's not very long. The, Battlefield. the battlefields aren't very long. Uh, hell, Battlefronts didn't even have a story mode to the edit it. Sniper Elite. <laughs> eh? That can take a little longer. A little longer, my <laughs> ass. Those games are fucking forever. But they're still not the same caliber of shooter as something like COD. Yes, that, but still a shooter. It is. But like in terms of a game that like that is a shooter that puts you in like a very linear map and is very mission based. I'd probably say Sniper Elite. Yeah. Sniper Which I mean I wouldn't say Sniper Elite's maps are very linear, but it's, to me Sniper Elite well, is well, like a oh, more okay. okay, so so okay, so like like the first few games they were pretty like 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 V two was pretty fucking linear. Yeah. But then V three they started to branch out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Three is whenever they started to branch out. Four got big and apparently five is really like do whatever the fuck you want. But like to me, like when I played like Sniper Elite three, it felt like a like a slightly more arcadey version of Hitman. With the way the map is. Yeah, I see where you're coming from with that. Uh that's just the way I feel about it. Nowhere near close to the the realism of Hitman, but, <laughs> but, then, but then again, you really—I mean, you can consider Sniper Elite a shooter, but it's mainly a stealth game. Yeah, yeah. So you really can't consider that like a a shooter shooter. Games that I would consider like a shooter shooter, like are of course COD, Battlefield, Crisis. Yeah. Um, Gears. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, the Wanted game. I know that's really out of left field, but yeah, that <laughs> game—that's a shooter. <laughs> this is. Like, think of what else. I'm having a hard time thinking of shooters. Call of War as. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Shit, one thing I will say, I'll, I'll include it in this fucking Hell Let Loose. Granted, it doesn't have an actual campaign, but one fucking match will last like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. We've been over that, Trevor. I know. <laughs> I, I have sat here, started a match at 11 o'clock, and didn't go to bed till what, like, 1. I'm like, I'm a fucking zombie at the end of it. All I speak is German, and I'm going to bed muttering German in my fucking sleep. So, anyway. So, Marcus Phoenix, uh, tasked, he's tasked to lead a last-ditch effort to destroy the Locust Horde and save humanity. Uh, two subsequent titles, Gears of War 2, uh, which was in 2008, and Gears of War 3, which is in 2011, featured a three-way conflict between humanity, the Locust Horde, and their mutated counterparts, the Lambent. Uh, Gears of War Judgment, a spin-off uh, prequel to the series' first title, was released in 2013, and it focuses on Damon Baird. I believe that's how you pronounce I that. I think it is Baird. Uh, one of Phoenix's uh, squad mates, and uh, Gears of War Ultimate Edition was released for the Xbox One and Microsoft Windows between August 2015 and March 2016. Uh, the fourth installment 
and the main series, Gears of War 4, is set 25 years after Gears of War 3 and follow, uh, follows Marcus's son, J.D., and his friends as they battle security forces deployed by a totalitarian there we go, uh, COG government as well as the Swarm, a reconstituted uh, version of the Locust Horde that once again threatens humanity. Gears 5, which was in 2019, uh, is the direct sequel to Gears uh, 4 and revolves around Kate Diaz, a friend of JD who embarks on a quest to learn the truth about her past and the connections between her heritage and the Locust Horde. Uh, Gears of War was developed by Epic Games. Uh, here, here comes a, a name I'm going to mispronounce. Uh, Cliff Blazinski. Let me see. <laughs> I believe that's Blazinski. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who had previously worked on Epic's Unreal Tournament games, served as a series as lead game designer for the first three installments, and he was inspired by gameplay elements from Resident Evil 4, Kill Switch, and Bionic Commando. Seeing the word kill, by the way, that makes me think Kill Zone. It's also another shooter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I forgot I, I downloaded that. Siege, yeah, but there's not really a... No, no, I was saying, no, like, Killzone. Look at my... Look on oh, there. Shadowfall? Yeah. Oh, that game's ass. Uh, is, is it really? <laughs> yes, it sucks. <laughs> Compared oh. to the first three, man, it's... Uh, I that. remember Killzone was, like, the first game I ever heard the word... I ever heard fuck in. Uh, my first one was a Vietnam game on the PS2. Yeah. I told you that story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First five seconds of the game, f bombs already dropped. All I hear my mom in the bedroom, bathroom. Kevin, he's just fucking giggling. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the series is also guided by Rod Ferguson, uh, the executive producer and director of uh, development of Epic Games until 2012. Uh, the first four installments of the Gears of War series used a modified version of the Unreal Engine, uh, Unreal Engine 3 engine. Uh, in January 2014, Microsoft acquired rights to the franchise from Epic Games, and uh, Canadian studio The Coalition developed Gears of War 4, which was released on October 11, 2016, for the Xbox One and Windows 10. Uh, a sequel, Gears 5, was released in September of 2019. Excuse me. All six installments in Gears of War featured several multiplayer modes that allowed players to compete against uh, each other or team up to battle AI opponents on Xbox Live. Which, the multiplayer in those games is actually pretty fun. One thing I will say, have you ever seen competitive Gears play? No. It is sweaty as shit. <laughs> like, I mean, it is... Like, I've watched one... Why does that not surprise me? No, like, they do shit... Like, like they fucking wave dash. Because there's, like, a mechanic... Because you know, you know the, uh... The, um... Fucking... Cover mechanic and everything? Because, you know, if you're, like, running and you cover, you'll slide into it. Basically, what they do the entire time, because, you know, there's cover literally everywhere, like, like everywhere in, in a Gears game. What they'll do, they'll they'll cover cancel constantly. So they'll just be sitting there going, zip, 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 like, like literally fucking zigzagging and wave dashing everywhere. Yeah, that, that's like an actual mechanic that, quote-unquote, high-level gameplay consists of. It's literally just a bunch of wave dashing and shooting. At that point, it, it's it's sweaty to watch. And that not, sounds and it, worse than Black Ops Three. It is. It, it's not fun to watch. It's just super sweaty. That's all it is. It's kind of like watching high level MK. Yeah, it's boring. It is. 
It's just, like watching anything Sonic Fox does. <laughs> it's sweaty and boring. It's boring and cookie-cutted. Yes. Copy and pasted. It's the same thing over and over. That's why it's so much more fun to watch Wawa and Goichi and Shanks. Because they're different. Fenridge. Kazunoko. All them. Because uh, their neutral gets fucking insane. <laughs> Honestly, that's one of the most fun parts to me to watch about fighters is the neutral. Because that shit gets whack. <laughs> like, the combos are cool and all, but, like, once you're getting comboed, you're getting comboed. I mean, we've seen it once, we've seen it every time, like, ten times, you know. We've all seen Bardock's level three, okay? Yeah. Uh, now, but when it comes to fighters getting really, really, really fucking whack is whenever it's in the neutral. When nobody's comboing each other, you're trying to get that hit in. You're trying to do the... Uh, I saw fucking Wawa land the, the, the dopest fucking SSJ4 Gogeta counter I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> I don't know how he did it in the midst of all that bullshit. <laughs> but anyway... Off topic. Alright. Uh, Gears of War became one of the best-selling franchises for the Xbox 360. Uh, the series is well known for its emphasis on cover-based combat, in which players can use objects to avoid gunfire or safely engage enemies, or wave dash, apparently. Uh, <laughs> the Gears of War games have been amongst the most popular and most played titles on Xbox Live. <clears throat> the plot. It, it thickens. <clears throat> like a good custard. Uh, the Gears of War series takes place on Sarah, which I mentioned earlier, a uh, fictional Earth-like planet. Uh, human civilization develops on Sarah and endures a millennia-long conflict that leaves humanity on the brink of extinction. Uh, Sarah's leaders broker an era of peace that ushers an era of scientific advancements and a cultural re uh, renaissance. Uh, humanity's population sp uh, sporadically grows and demands more energy provided by fossil and nuclear fuels. Uh, go figure. <laughs> Sarah's scientists uh, discover emulsion, a naturally occurring substance uh, that can be refined into a potent energy source. Emulsion solves Sarah's energy crisis, but ultimately creates great economic disparity. Nations with direct access to emulsion, emulsion prosper, while other nations fall into financial turmoil. Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sounds a lot like something that's happened before. <laughs> Sounds like they need some democracy. Uh, to be fair, this game did come out in 2008. <laughs> uh, Sarah's citizens uh, balkanize into two warring factions. That's a big word. <laughs> the Coalition of Ordered Governments, or COG, and Union of Independent Republics, or UIR. Uh, the ensuing 79-year strife, known as the Pendulum Wars. Pendulum Wars. There we go. Sorry consumes millions of lives with both sides locked in a virtual stalemate. The UIR develops the Hammer of Dawn, uh, a system of satellites capable of delivering precise and potent orbital-to-surface laser strikes. However, a contingent of called commandos led by Marcus Phoenix, Dominic Santiago, and Victor Hoffman launch a daring raid on a UIR uh, stronghold and steal the schematics for the Hammer of Dawn. The UIR surrenders after witnessing the Hammer of Dawn devastate one of their naval vessels after being completed by Marcus's, Marcus Phoenix's father, scientist Adam. I had a hiccup right in the middle of that. <laughs> Adam Phoenix. My bad. <laughs> uh, six weeks after the COG and UIR agreed to an armistice, 
a race of creatures known as the Locust Horde emerged from Sarah's depths and began assaulting human cities, wiping out 25% of the world population in the first 26 hours. Damn. The Locust Horde overwhelms the already battle-worn Cog forces during the surprise attack, referred to as Emergence Day. If you guys didn't know, we Americans have a very, what's the word, good track record of naming the first day of something happening something day. Yeah. Uh, such as D-Day, <laughs> uh, Independence Day. Uh, <laughs> you think we get a little more original? <laughs> <laughs> Even in video games, man. Which I, I don't know if it's in the notes. The thing that I wonder about is how did this race like come out with such like m like mid high tech technology? I'm sure we'll get there. Okay. I can't remember honestly. I did this stuff like Sunday. Because <laughs> that's one thing I've always wondered. Like I always thought that these were just like savage bug people. Well, not bug people, but like weird. Well, I mean alien shits. They gotta have some explanation for it, because, I mean, aliens isn't an excuse. No matter how much you watch ancient aliens, that's not an excuse. Yeah. Uh, you can't just have crazy hair and then just hold your hands up and say aliens and have it be a reason for everything. <laughs> Although it is valid. <laughs> uh, the Cog retreats to cities located on the J Jacinto Plateau, their last bastion where the locusts cannot dig through and reluctantly bombard their own cities with the Hammer of Dawn to halt the Locust Horde's offensive. The ensuing Scorched Earth tactic destroys much of Sarah's cities and human population, and the call continues to operate out of the capital city of Ephra, <laughs> and cities on the plateau such as Jacinto, uh, while the surviving humans known as Stranded are left to wander through Sarah's charred ruins. Five years after Emergence Day, the locusts reemerge and begin a campaign of occupying human cities located on the Jacinto Plateau to act as stepping stones in order to destroy uh, Ephra. The locusts are able to emerge and overrun the Cog, uh, capital of Ephra, ten years after Emergence Day. And during the chaos, Marcus Phoenix leads an unauthorized mission to save his father, Adam, from the locust assault. A helicopter is shot down by the locust horde, crash lands into Phoenix's estate. Uh, presumably killing Adam Phoenix, and the COG leadership court-martials Marcus and sentences him to life imprisonment. After losing Ephra, the remainder of the COG retreats uh, to Jacinto City, which resides on the edge of the plateau against the ocean. Gears of War is set uh, 14 years after the Locust emerged and attacked Sarah's human population. That means Marcus was in prison for like four years after what I just read. Yeah. Uh, the Cog forces uh, devise a last-ditch offensive to destroy the Locust Horde with the light mass bomb and weaponized form of emulsion. Marcus Phoenix, now a disgraced veteran, is reinstated into the Cog army four years after imprisonment. There you go, go figure. Uh, to supplement the Cog's depleted ranks, uh, Marcus joins his best friend Dominic uh, Santiago on a mission to map the Locust Horde's tunnel network in preparation for the bombing. Their unit is ambushed by Locust ground forces and sustained heavy casualties. Phoenix and Santiago regroup with two other survivors, Augustus Cole. Jake Coltrane. <laughs> God, I remember him now. <laughs> I'm like, well, that one mission, that, like, don't you play as him in like that one mission and basically you like put on your football pads and you just go like fucking sprinting? I think you do. Uh, and Damon Baird. 
uh, and continue their mission. Uh, Marcus prevails in mapping and successfully deploying the light mass bomb and crippling the Locust Horde. The Locust Queen, Myra, pledges to continue the war effort. In the weeks following the light mass bombing, the human population suffers from a condition known as rust lung, a fatal disease caused by the inhalation of emulsion fumes. If you have a loved one has suffered from mesothelioma <laughs> uh, due to the evaporation of emulsion caused by the light mass bomb, uh, the locusts reemerge and bring with them a force allowing them to sink the cities of the Jacinto Plateau. Following the sinking of nearby cities, Tolan and Mont Montevado, <laughs> and the uh, and the desperate raid attacks on Jacinto City. Uh, the Cog fears that the Locusts might be trying to sink Jacinto as well. This is a lot of plot. <laughs> In Gears of War 2, <laughs> the Cog forces deploy thousands of soldiers into the depths of Sarah to battle the Locust Horde and stop their plans to sink Jacinto. The Cog discovers after the sinking of <sighs> Elima <laughs> uh, City that the Locusts have been using a gargantuan worm to sink the cities on the Jacinto Plateau. After killing the Rift Worm, uh, Delta Squad is ordered to locate the Locust Stronghold by accessing intel from a decommissioned COG laboratory called New Hope, which is full of genetically altered humans called Sires, uh, which Marcus believes were experiments that led to creation of the Locust Horde. Hmm. Locating the Locust Stronghold nexus under Mount Kadar, uh, the COG discovers during the battle that members of the Locust Horde are mutating from exposure from uh, emulsion into lambent. Uh, these abominations have been forcing the Locusts to abandon their underground civilization to try and claim the surface world as their new home, and Marcus devises a plan to intentionally sink Jacinto and use the surrounding seawater to flood the Locust and Lambent tunnel network. The Cog evacuate Jacinto just as the city collapses and drowns the majority of the Locust, of the locust Horde. The reigning population of the Cog rediscover an island uh, base not attacked by the Locust Horde called Vectus, uh, with a town known as Pelruan. Uh, the stranded uh, gangs on the island threaten the safety of the town, but the Cog and stranded cease when the Lambent begin to overrun the island and surrounding ocean. Due to the underground being flooded, the emulsion from the hollow uh, was raised into, uh, into the surface of Sarah, causing a pandemic and turning all life into lambent organisms. The leader of the COG, uh, Chairman Richard Prescott, is believed to be holding secrets from the population. Uh, Prescott abandons the COG, forcing them to disband and live as nomads, surviving against the lambent and locust stragglers. That's a white name. What? Richard Prescott. Oh. <laughs> Gears 3, set two years after the car disbanded. Uh, Prescott returns to reveal that he kidnapped Marcus Phoenix's father during the fall of Ephra and transported him to a secret facility, island facility known as Azura. And that Adam has created a device known as the Emulsion Countermeasure that would uh, neutralize both the Lambent and Locust. However, the island was attacked and is occupied by Queen Myra. And the remaining Locust forces, Marcus and his allies, uh, reach 
Azura, after Dominic sacrifices himself to rescue his friends from imminent demise. Spoilers, by yeah, the way. Spoilers. Mm. Those, are, those are some pretty heavy spoilers. Hey, man, y'all better watch out for spoilers for this game that came out in 2011, bro. <laughs> Like, <laughs> Every time you say Myra, I really want to interject and just say Myra right now. But uh, <laughs> I constantly want to do that. Uh, Adam is rescued and releases his anti-emulsion weapon, but reveals he infected himself with the Lambent Contagion to develop the weapon. The emulsion countermeasure vaporizes all Lambent, including Adam, crystallizes the Locust. Marcus kills Myra. Nut. <laughs> and dedicates her demise to his fallen friends, family, and comrades. Was it two or? Th- do you remember? It was it two or three that ended with you using the uh, the hammer of dawn against like the big locust boss. Like it was two. Oh, okay. Because after you sink the city, you're like in the helicopter. Yeah, in the helicopter, uh, underground. like underground yeah. and, and shit. You got like the big hole that you're shooting it through. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember. I was also the one where Don finds his wife turned into like the zombie thing. Yeah, his wife's kind of fucked. Yeah, and he's like, uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm sad. Uh. <laughs> Gears of War Judgment uh, focuses on Baird and Cole. During the early months after Emergence Day, uh, with military cadet Sophia Hendrick and Garen Paduk, a former UIR soldier, uh, they comprise the Kilo Squad. Yeah. <laughs> Bear disobeys orders to use a light mass missile to destroy Locust forces and save survivors at Halvo Bay, despite also killing the powerful Locust leader Karn. The squad is court-martialed because they disobeyed orders. Wait, but, didn't you say earlier that like the light, like the light mass bomb was just developed in the earlier? In the this game? is a light mass missile. I, I don't. Don't, I mean, I get the difference. Don't there, question it. I mean, I know there's a difference between... You're, th- like you're thinking about it too hard, Trevor. You're thinking about it. I mean, that's... Stop, that, stop thinking about that's it. That's just like saying in World War One, we deployed nuclear missiles. You see what you're doing? Yeah. You're, you're thinking about it. Stop <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> I, like, I can't remember if you did say that they developed one or if they just used one. Let's look. Make sure... Because if you're like, they developed a light mass, a light mass bomb, I'm like, then this game's full of fucking shit and needs to be retconned. A. is a prequel. There's no telling what they did. No, it just says a weaponized form of emulsion. But didn't they just recently get emulsion? No, they got emulsion. Like, this is, like, Gears of War 1. So, so like, they had emulsion. Was like, 14 years after Emergence Day. Okay. They already had emulsion by that point. Okay, okay, yeah. That's and right. then the uh, Judgment just takes place a little bit before Gears of War 1. Okay, so yeah. They, yeah, they still have emulsion. Let's continue. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, but because they saved Cole, uh, Ezra Loomis, uh, Colonel Ezra Loomis, my bad, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> And killed Karn, they avoid execution or imprisonment, with Bear demoted uh, from lieutenant to private. A separate campaign, Aftermath, betrays Bear, Cole, and Paduk, uh, or Paddock, however you say it, in the hours before the activation of the anti-emulsion energy wave. Excuse me. Following the end of the Locust War and Lambent Pandemic, the humans of Sarah begin to rebuild and started with reorganizing the coalition of org governments, led by First Minister Anya Stroud, uh, wife of Marcus Phoenix, and the humans begin to rebuild civilization with the assistance of robotic engineers created by Damon Baird. 
Uh, the Cog was successful in creating New uh, Ephra and other walled cities known as settlements outside of New Ephra. Why do why do we rebuild cities and just put the word new there? Because we're creative. I don't... What the hell? <laughs> we're being creative, man. Uh, following fertility treatment, Anya was able to bear Marcus's uh, son, James Dominic Phoenix, or J.D. Mm. Uh, Anya died from birthing complications. Damn it, fat man. <laughs> was she sad, too? <laughs> and the cog began to a more uh, authoritarian rule, prompting many civilizations to abandon the cog and live off the land, known as outsiders. J.D. was sent to boarding school and met his friend Delmont Walker, or Del. Yeah. After joining the military, both J.D. and Dell were forced to execute civilians during a protest in Settlement 2, prompting them to leave the cog and becoming outsiders. They joined a village led by Reina Diaz and her brother-in-law, Oscar. Reina's daughter, Kate, became close friends uh, close with J.D. and Dell. Gears of War 4 takes place 25 years after the original Gears of War trilogy. Uh, JD, accompanied by Kate and Dell, conduct frequent raids on COG fortifications to acquire various supplies. The three successfully fend off a COG counterattack, only to have their encampment devastated by a new foe called the Swarm. Uh, Kate's mother, Raina, is captured during the chaos. JD, Kate, and Dell reach out to Marcus, a disgruntled uh, COG. Axe uh, COG. We'll just say that. I can't well, say let that. Let me word. see. I expatriate. Ah. Uh. Yes. That's what it is. My dyslexia was going hard on that word. <laughs> <laughs> Who reluctantly agrees to help them. Uh, the cog led by First Minister Mina Jin pursued the group after erroneously believing they are behind the string of kidnappings. The four reach a locust burial site where they uncover evidence suggesting that Adam Phoenix's countermeasure caused the locust horde to enter a cocooned metamorphosis state. And their fears are confirmed when various Locust Horde soldiers attack them in conjunction with the Swarm. Uh, the group receives assistance from Damon Baird along with Augustus Cole and Samantha uh, Byrne. Byrne? I don't know. B-Y-R-N-E? B-Y-R-N-E? Yeah, like Byrne and Byrne. I never played Gears 4, so... And if she was in the other ones, I do not remember her. <laughs> We ain't gonna worry about it that much. Uh, they battle their way to the Swarm's Hive and defeat multiple Swarm Locust monstrosities. However, they reach the Hive to learn that Swarm's uh, Hive mind has uh, forcefully integrated with Reyna. Uh, Kate frees her mother, knowing she will die but will no longer suffer. And Reyna gives Kate a parting gift that belonged to her mother, a necklace bearing the insignia of the Locust Queen, Myra. Nut. We shall continue. <laughs> Kate, J.D., Dell, and Marcus rejoin the cog and offer their intelligence to Jen in order to help fight the swarm. And Kate begins to have nightmares and visions related to her mother, the swarm, and the locust. <laughs> but refuses to tell the others about it. Uh, Marcus and Baird uh, believe they will need the Hammer of Dawn back online to help defend against the upcoming war with the swarm. And Baird then uncovers additional Hammer of Dawn satellites at Azura. In Gears 5, 
JD, Kate, Dale, and Marcus travel to Azura to launch the Hammer of Dawn satellites. Afterwards, they assist in the evacuation of Settlement 2 as the Swarm had begun their attack on Cog Settlements. Four months later, Kate is captured by the Swarm and connects her to the Swarm hive mind, allowing her to control the Swarm to kill the humans, including her uncle. She is freed by Marcus and JD, but in her grief reveals that she has been having visions and nightmares and believes them to be messages by the Swarm, as evidenced uh, by her amulet, which bears the locust symbol. Um, Marcus has Kate and Dell find answers at the, sorry, my eye was itching, New Hope facility. After discovering New Hope and an additional lab in Mount Kadar, uh, Kate and Dell learn that the locusts were the result of genetic experiments done to human children uh, sick with rust lung and splicing them with the DNA of creatures in the hollow. Uh, the mutant children, known as sires, were used to fertilize the stem cells of Myra. Not who was born with a genetic immunity to emulsion. Kate discovers that Myra... No. Yep. ...was <laughs> Raina's mother. <laughs> making Kate the next in line for Queen of the Swarm. She manages to disconnect herself from the Swarm hive mind, but in doing so allowed Raina to be awoken and become Queen of the Swarm. Uh, the Swarm becomes stronger and more intelligent now that they have a Queen and launch an attack against New Ephra. Using the Hammer of Dawn, the Cog is able to repel the Swarm attack, and Kate vows to kill Queen Reyna before she can attack again. Okay. That's all the plot. So basically, this bitch lied about being bit by a zombie. Is that That's pretty much what it equates to. What do you mean? You're like, cause she, she's like, oh, I've been having dreams. <laughs> I can do this. So she, so basically, she's the person that would lie during a zombie apocalypse about not getting bit. Oh yeah, if that, yeah, that's what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she would be. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I'm fine, guys. Oh, that's basically what that boils down to. <laughs> well, instead of it just being bull, it's like I control the bull. <laughs> Jesus. They should have just called her Mila. Why? So you can say my left nut? Yeah, my left nut. Yep. And then you would have been like, they should have called her Myra. Nut. <laughs> walk right into that one. No, I didn't walk right into that one. I fell into that And bitch. then they need to find a dude and call him a dick. <laughs> Shut up. I was feeling to ride my dick. <laughs> Welcome to the U.S. It's my dick. Now that I got you guys here, I got a question for you. How's it feel to ride my dick? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, gameplay. <laughs> uh, Gears is a third-person shooter game with its core concepts being derived from Resident Evil 4's over-the-shoulder perspective. Uh, it feels about as clunky as that, too, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, kills. Know, but, could you, but could you wave dash in, in Resident Evil? Uh, no, because, you know, they always have a focus on not being able to move for shit. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Because, <laughs> you know, uh, when, when you're in a situation where you're surrounded by horrible monstrosities, you, you want to move like a lead brick. <laughs> Marcus bodies Leon. Don't you dare go there. 
You know it's true. If you, I, I would say that as a fucking meme, but you know it's true. No. You know it's fucking true. Have you seen some of the shit Leon's done? I'm pretty sure Marcus could beat Wesker in a fist fight. No. <laughs> now you're going too far. I mean, I mean, oh, okay, so, so just, not even really for argument's sake or anything like that. Honestly, I don't know what I'd rather be more fucked by. The fact that locusts are scary and have guns or the fact that mut- like zombies and fucking mutated-ass creatures are everywhere. I take. I think the zombies and the mutated-ass creatures would be scarier, honestly. I don't know, because you can get... You... Well, the the thing zombies about, think, don't have guns. Yeah, but think about this. Think about how many bullets it takes to kill a Resident Evil zombie. Think about how many bullets it takes to kill a locust. I mean, that's what you got a chainsaw on your on your machine, on your gun for. But what I'm saying is, locust takes less bullets. Yeah. But then again, I'm pretty sure that the caliber that they were using was in fucking sane at that point. Which did they ever talk about that? No, they never talk about the caliber of the weapon. But I'm pretty sure they're big. Fucking if I had to bullets. guess, the Lancer might be like 308 or something. Because it, sa- it sounds pretty chunky. It's not going to be fifty cal because they no. have big machine guns. Yeah, I mean, I I would say like at like the very least it would be a three away. The, then again, knowing them, they probably come out and be like, "Hey, the calibers of the weapon are like this nonsensical made three, up bullet three six seven by fifty five G, or it's like called like you know a cog bullet three or some bullshit." Yeah, <laughs> big fucking bullet. Yeah, big fucking bullet. Everything's chambered in four fifty four. Anyway, yes. Uh, so, Leon would beat his ass. <laughs> That's just because I'm a Leon fanboy when it comes to Resident Evil. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, it, yeah, it had Resident Evil 4's over-the-shoulder perspective, kill switches, cover system, and bionic commandos swinging action akin to moving between points of cover. Uh, the series is focused on using cover to tactically engage the enemy in battle to avoid taking damage. Uh, while behind cover, the player can uh, fire blindly and inaccurately at their opponent. Or can look around the cover and aim carefully, though exposing the uh, exposing to enemy fire. Uh, the player can slide along cover, move between nearby cover or vault over uh, cover to race to a new point of cover. How many times can I say cover? <laughs> uh, as the player takes damage, uh, the crimson uh, omen appears on the hood, which uh, is basically just the cog logo with the skull inside. Yeah. Or is that just the cog logo in general? I think that's just the cog logo. I think it's just the cog logo in general. Yeah, just to clarify, it's the cog logo instead yeah. of saying the omen because that's very. Well, it's in quotations the crimson omen. Yeah. So it's got a special name. Basically, saying you're gonna fucking die. It, 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 it's it's there, just it's, it's the it's the bloody screen from Call of Duty. Yeah, it's there. It's, 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 it's very equivalent to the bloody cod screen. Oh. Uh, and I'm not saying bloody as in British, but. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, here's, a, here's a fun drinking game. Listen to this episode, and every time I say the word cover, take a shot. Or every time I said nut. <laughs> uh, becoming uh, more defined as the player nears uh, low health levels, of course. Uh, the player can regenerate their health by staying out of harm's way for a short while or in cover. I'm sorry I added that one in, just in case you <laughs> did do what I said. <laughs> Should the player take too much damage, they will become incapacitated unless revived by a teammate. Uh, which, which, for for that, I will say I did like that aspect of it. Yeah, like if you died, a, you didn't just fucking die. Not a lot of games have that to where a teammate can pick you up. Not a lot of games have a really good emphasis on teamwork. That is very true. So, like that, well, COD is not based on teamwork. 
No. It's literally just you running through rooms, killing everybody, with the occasional bullet fired from some random person with you who happens to have a name. Which I'm going to, I'm going to exclude things like Battlefield and Hell Let Loose that have like dedicated medic roles. Yeah. And stuff like that. I mean like a game that's like a single player game like that. Which, they, of course, they did have a multiplayer aspect, but I'm not talking about that. But, like, just like in a campaign, very few games actually have it to where, like, in a campaign, a teammate can revive you. Yeah. Like, there are very, very little. Like, and it's not one of those where it's like a turn-based game where you actually take control of each individual person. You can do that. No, I mean, like, the AI itself will go out of its way to heal you. Yeah. And to, like, pick you up and shit. Um, so, depending on the game mode... Uh, the player may be able to recover from this state on their own or may die after a short amount of time, if not revived. Uh, when a combatant is down, a member of the other side may attempt to execute the down player via a curb stomp or other brutal methods. Uh, some types of damage will immediately kill the player with no chance of revival, such as explosive damage. Uh, there are five levels on the first two games. They are referred to as acts, uh, and each act is performed uh, is formed in a certain number of chapters. Uh, players in Gears of War can carry four different weapons, with the exception of the fourth game, allowing two primary weapon slots that can carry weapons which include, but are not limited to, assault rifles, shotguns, a sniper rifle, grenade launchers, and an explosive bow. Uh, one grenade slot, which may be filled with up to four grenades of a specific type of fragmentation, smoke, ink, and incendiary. And a pistol type, uh, one pistol type weapon. Uh, players can either obtain ammo or swap out their current weapons uh, with any weapon dropped by a downed foe or from those scattered around the various maps. Most weapons feature the active reload ability. Uh, either after a weapon has depleted an ammo magazine or when the player starts a manual reload, a meter is shown on, this, on screen and the player can attempt to stop the meter in a certain marked area. If the player stops the meter in the marked area, their reload will be completed faster, and if they did not attempt an active reload, completed faster than if they did not attempt the active reload. I mixed up a word again. Uh, and if the player can stop the meter at a specific section of the marked area, they will gain a temporary slight damage boost uh, with each reloaded shot uh, and a faster uh, reload. If the player stops the meter outside the area, their gun will become temporarily jammed and slow down the reload time. While most uh, of the weapons are based on standard shooter archetypes, Gears of War's signature weapon is the Lancer Assault Rifle, uh, which has a mounted chainsaw bayonet that can be used in close quarter combat to instantly kill a standard foe. Uh, another notable weapon is the Nasher Shotgun, uh, which is one of the most used weapons in multiplayer modes for the series, as well as its most divisive. Uh, the Nasher shotgun, is, uh, like many other weapons, can be used to bash opponents in melee or, in the case of grenades, uh, can be stuck to a foe, exploding a few seconds later. Uh, in Gears of War 2 and 3, uh, all four types of grenades can be planted on any reachable surface, detonating when an opponent comes close to it. Uh, if the opponent spots <clears throat> the grenade, they can detonate it uh, from a safe distance by shooting it. I always liked the grenade mechanics in Gears of War. Yeah. They were they were simple, but I liked the way they worked. And, and I also liked Gears grenades, because I always liked the whole scene. I also, I actually really liked the active reload system. I did too. Because it like put like a heavy, it kind of made you think about High something. risk, high reward. High risk, high reward, but also like it gave you like, 
like reloading in shooters is usually such a trivial thing and it made it not trivial yeah like you had to think about your reload <laughs> same thing with uh battlefront 2 yeah that game's the exact same way but instead of having reloads you have cooldown phases yeah because of course all the game all the weapons are like thermal based except for the uh the clone commando yeah uh all gears of war games feature a campaign mode that can be played cooperatively with one other player uh, the two players take the roles of two COG soldiers, Marcus Phoenix and uh, Dom uh, Santiago. I want to say Toretto, because you know Fast and Furious. But, uh, <laughs> I think I'm saying Inatrix. <laughs> Do what? Inatrix. Huh? Tom Inatrix. Oh. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Uh, as they fight the Locust. In the third game, the campaign allows for up to four players to play together at the same time. Uh, the campaign mode features uh, several levels of difficulty. At at various times, the campaign will offer a choice of paths the player can t- uh, select. If the second player is present, they will be forced to take the other path. The third and fourth players in Gears of War 3 will be separated between the paths uh, of the first and second players in these areas. All players generally have to work together to get them through the section, uh, such as by one player providing covering fire, while the second player opens a switch that allows the first player to proceed. Uh, the competitive multiplayer mode in Gears of War features 8 players, while in Gears of War 2 features up to 10 players uh, split between COG and Locust Forces uh, in a number of gameplay types. Modes include Warzone and Execution, both similar to a typical deathmatch, and uh, Annex and King of the Hill, where teams have to control a marked zone on the map. Uh, in the mode Guardian, uh, which is only in Gears of War 2, uh, one member of each team is designated as the leader, as long as the leader is still alive, their teammates can respawn uh, indefinitely. And as soon as the leader is executed, their teammates can no longer respawn. Uh, Gears of War 3 features better AI. Uh, as in past games, the AI went around the obstacle even if it had been destroyed. However, in Gears of War 3, the AI will recognize that the obstacle has been destroyed and are free to walk on it. So, uh, one game we haven't covered yet uh, is Rom's Shadow. Uh, it's a secondary campaign. Well, it's not really a game, but it's, it's another campaign for Gears of War 3. Uh, it was introduced as DLC, taking place several years before the original uh, Gears of War game. Uh, Rom's Shadow uh, follows Zeta-6 during the evacuation of Ilima, uh, a city that appeared in ruins in Gears of War 2, as well as taking place uh, from the perspective of Locust General Rom. Uh, Zeta-6 is made up of Lieutenant Mean Young Kim from Gears of War, uh, Ty Kaliso uh, from Gears of War 2, uh, Michael Barrick from the comic book series, and Alicia Valera, supporting character uh, Jace Stratton, previously appeared as a member of Delta Squad in Gears of War 3. Uh, High Busters is a single-player uh, downloadable content expansion for Gears 5, uh, taking place before the events of Gears of War Hive Busters comic book series. Hive Busters follows Team Scorpio, uh, Corporal Jeremiah Keegan, Lieutenant uh, Lonnie Calisso, and Outsider Les- uh, Leslie Mac McAllister uh, as they investigate a method to infiltrate and destroy uh, the swarm hives uh, from within as seen in the escape multiplayer mode of Gears 5. Uh, we went over Gears Judgment. Uh, Gears Pop was a thing. 
uh, which was a spinoff for mobile devices based on Funko's Pop uh, toy line released on August 22nd, 2019. We all remember when that happened. Yeah. Uh, Gears Tactics uh, was a turn-based spinoff for Xbox One and Windows developed by Splash Damage and released on April 28th, uh, 2020, uh, set before the events of the first game. And it follows a military unit led by Sergeant Gabriel Diaz, who would later become Kate's father. Uh, other games... Uh, Appearances for the characters. Uh, characters from the Gears of War series uh, have made guest appearances in games outside the Gears of War franchise. Marcus Phoenix and Dominic are playable in the Xbox 360 version of Lost Planet 2. Uh, General Rom was announced as a playable character in Killer Instinct Season 3 during Microsoft's E3 2016 press conference on June 13, 2016, and was released following the presentation's conclusion. Uh, Microsoft revealed on August 3rd, 2015, that the four Gears of War titles that launched on the Xbox 360, uh, which were Gears 1, 2, 3, and uh, Judgment, uh, are compatible on Xbox One through the backwards compatibility uh, compatibility program. Uh, and the video game music for Gears of War was composed by Kevin uh, Ripple, uh, who had previously worked with Epic Games on soundtracks for Unreal Tournament 2003, Unreal Tournament 2004, and Unreal Championship 2, and the music for Gears of War 2 and Gears of War 3 was composed by Steve Jablonski. Uh, the music for Gears of War 4 is composed by Ramin... Whoa. <laughs> Let me take a look. Dejuality. Let me see. <laughs> oh, Jawadi. Okay. Yeah, d- these are... The D is silent. It's kind of like Django. Ah, yes. Yeah. Uh, Raman Jawadi. Jawadi. Uh, and he continued to compose the music for the next title in the series, Gears 5. If that dude ever listens to this podcast, he's going to have a stroke. Probably. <laughs> well, if, if, if he does listen to this podcast, no cap, I'm going to be really happy. I'm like, anybody listening to this, pod- yeah. this podcast, in general, no matter what episode, is going to have a stroke. <laughs> They're hearing me talk. And get my words mixed up. <laughs> They're gonna hear a lot of it. Let me see that. <laughs> which, which, which it hasn't been the case like the past few episodes, but it's yeah. just when like when names get weird, man. Like, it's I'm, happened a lot. I'm like, let me see. I'm not, I'm not too. I'm not too keen on the the game. The you know the type of names I'm not used to. You know, like Smith. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I can pronounce Japanese names better than that. John Smith. (laughs) I am white and blonde hair. (laughs) Some of you doing a really bad Native American. There's no good Native American. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Oh crap. Oh, but anyway, that's all the uh, spend money. That's all the info we got on Gears of War. Um, I didn't think we'd get... I, I thought that would have been a multiple episode one. I thought it would, too. You know, I, I, normally we only do three games. I would like to make an exception for Microsoft on this one. Okay. I would love to talk about Killer Instinct. Would you? Because that, that, that's... Possibly. Killer Instinct's a dope fucking game. Granted, I have never played it before, but watching shit about it, I love it. It gets whack. I, 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 I've, I've played it some. Oh, dude! One I haven't played it a lot. I'd probably say one of my favorite mechanics in that game is whenever you're doing like a combo, it goes and beat with the fucking music. Yeah, I love that shit so much. 
I love it. Combos are getting insane in that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're all the, the only The only thing, like, when it comes to... This is just a personal preference thing. I'm not shitting on Killer Instinct at all. Uh, or the other game I'm about to mention, but... Because uh, they're still good fighting games. Damn good fighting games. But I have the same issue with Killer Instinct that I do with, like, Marvel vs. Capcom. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's too much shit going on. <laughs> not... <laughs> okay. Okay. One, one thing I will say... One thing I will say... MVC is... That, that's all that game is. It is nothing. No game is as bad as MVC. That shit is hectic. No game is, is it, as bad as MVC. I'm going to tell you right now, you hop into Marvel vs. Capcom online, and, and, and you, you watch, come across somebody playing a fucking Virgil, you know you're not going to see shit for the Virgil, next 10 minutes. A Virgil, a fucking Doom. <laughs> nothing. All you're going to hear is, Foot dies. No, man, dude. Virgil's the oh, fucking I know, worst. Oh, I know. He that. is the worst. Because he's it got all me... the fucking blades coming at you. He's They're constantly doing the fucking, you know, out of the sheath, like, circle oh, slash shit. Yeah. Calling their assist and everything. You're going to do any shit. I, 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 if you have... That game That game is a natural epilepsy deterrent. <laughs> if you have epilepsy, you're going to... Even if you don't know if you have epilepsy, you're going to find out playing NBC. You want to learn, learn how to do a motherfucking infinite... You want to learn how to do a... Light mo- punch, heavy kick. Light punch, <laughs> heavy kick. You want to learn if you got motherfucking epilepsy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, I can't, like, I have tried to sit down and watch it. What's that YouTuber that we watched, the one with the long hair, has a really cool intro? Uh, Max, Maximilian dude. Yeah, yeah. I, every time I, like, he's, like, ever playing MVC, like, it is legit. Now, I will say, like, the older ones, like, MVC 2 and stuff like that, like, they're not as bad, but, like, once you get to MVC 3... It's really hard for M- me MVC 3 is the worst one. In- Infinite's a little toned down. Mainly because I think, the yeah, the team is smaller, because it's, like, two characters instead of three. Yeah, I'm but MVC sure. three is the one that gets fucking whack as shit. It is so hard for me to keep track on that game. Like I get like, I get like people. Some people look at like Dragon Ball Fighters and like that's too much going on, motherfucker. I, like watch MVC three. I feel like a human trying to watch a Saiyan fight, <laughs> <laughs> and not in a good way. No, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? All I see is flashing. And on top of that, if you watch any high tier like. MVC three play like you're gonna see Virgils. That's like yeah. most of what you're gonna see. <laughs> Virgils, Dante's, Deadpool's shit. I mean, it's just like watching high tier Mortal Kombat. All you're gonna see are de- all you're gonna see are fucking Aaron Blacks. Why'd you say that so quietly? It's just how it is. <laughs> Aaron Black. Yeah. All you're gonna see is Aaron Black. All you're gonna see is Aaron Black. And all you're gonna see. Is I this- haven't watched any MK recently. I don't know if the meta's different at all. Well, from what from what I've been seeing from this dude on TikTok, and granted, like I said. It's the same dude that I talked about in a previous episode. He's really good at reading, but he's boring as fuck to watch. Dude, alright, I'm gonna put this out there right now. MK11 is a fucking boring fighting game. It's boring as shit to watch. Look at MK11 compared to MK10. It's boring as shit to watch. Because, like, they made MK11 so much more short combo neutral based. Which, that's not a bad thing, it's just... The game itself, compared to other fighting games, like any other fighting game that you could think of, is so much fucking slower, play, slower paced, and clunkier. Like, like look at look, all right, look at MK compared to Fighters. Look at MK compared to Street Fighter. Hell, Street Fighter is like slow paced, neutral based, short combos, but it's still faster paced. Yeah, and to me, that's fun to watch. MVC 
Tekken, way, way faster Tekken paced. can be kind of slow at times. Tekken is still faster paced to me than MK is. Yeah, Tekken <laughs> is literally just a neutral game. Now, MK10 was faster because, you know, you had like the, the you know, the, the full-out sprint mechanic and everything like that. But like Throwing they, people against walls, bouncing them off a wall. Like they, they wanted to get rid of that shit because of TODs. But here's the thing. If somebody does the work to make a TOD, just let them fucking do it. Let look at, look at fighters. Look if how many you, TODs got made in fighters. If you can... <laughs> okay, for the, uh, we've already talked about another episode. TOD, Touch of Death. Yeah. Which is basically, as soon as you touch someone, and they're basically fucking dead. Yeah, you do point. a combo long enough to t- take their entire health bar away. You to basically me, control, alt, delete their existence. If you were, to <laughs> me, if you were good enough to get one, unless it's unless it's le- like a legitimate method, like a legitimately broken method. Yeah. Don't allow it. But if you can put in the fucking. Do TODs and MKX are hard? I, I I thought they were completely eliminated in MK and MK. Well, you, you said MKX. MKX. Yeah. Okay, I was about to say because no, only in MK11 it's just fifty fifties. Oh, yeah. That's it. We need to wrap it up. Yeah, we do. We have. To. Anyway, this has been another episode of Auto Save Sables. As always, I'm your host, Caleb Presenter. This is me, Trevor King Thick. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Ciao.